All right, I'm going to try to do the show today. I really am. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to look at Parker the entire time. After last hour, I heard him say that he doesn't really eat burgers at Brahms. He just eats the chili. I'm going to try to do today's show. <laughs> but this is going to be probably the most challenging show that Parker and I have ever done together. Wow, did that, that hit a nerve with you? It, it, it did. I don't know. you Brahms loyalist? I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make eye contact with you during the show today. That cut me deep. I didn't expect it to, but... It's a real major difference between you and I. Over the years, I've just become less and less of a fast food burger guy. Like, I, <laughs> I God could, bless you. Ugh, I could not tell you the last time I ate a fast food burger. Like, if I end up at one of those places, I'll usually pick a different offering. If, I, if I'm going to eat a burger, for me, it's got to be like a burger that they're walking out to me in a basket. You know, like, I, I got to be going somewhere to sit down and eat a burger. Well, how yeah. about gas station fried chicken? Gas like, station fried you chicken. You like gas station fried chicken? No, I can't, can't well, say that I've ever really... you better start liking gas station fried chicken because that is a big deal in Mississippi. That's a big deal in some corners of the state of Alabama. And according to Brent Venables today... OU's about to roll into the SEC, right? Is that oh not? Oh my goodness! Is that not? Did he walk back that comment a little bit? I didn't get to see. I like don't know, the, but <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty significant slip of the tongue there. If that's all it was, the the quote that I saw was, "We're getting ready to go to the SEC next year. We better bring it. The home field advantage matters. It affects the players." That was from BV today, and I was like everyone else, saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa what?" I have uh, not been hearing promising things about this being OU's last year in the Big 12. Um, But him saying that is quite interesting. I heard Brandon Drum say that he was recently told 18 months until OU's in the Southeastern Conference. I hope he's right because that goes against what I've been hearing. (sighs) I I guess we, we don't think that Brent Vittables is a liar. I would just like to hear the context of how he said it, if he walked it back. You know, I, I'd i like to get a better idea of what that sounded like from the head coach. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I just completely lost my train of thought. What was I about to comment? Oh, the whole gas station fried chicken thing. It's Mississippi. Like, Big thing, man. Okay, I, I don't doubt that because I'm sure that there are people in Mississippi and Alabama who do their grocery shopping at gas stations. Yeah, Mississippi not uh, very high on the most healthiest states out there. I think they're somewhere around 49 or 50 pretty routinely. I've driven through those two states many a time. Ooh, boy. That is redneck country. It's SEC eating is what it is. Fried chicken from a gas station and a side of fried okra and two ranches. And a sweet tea, of course, is what you get. Oh, yeah, got to have the sweet tea. Uh, that, that's one area of the country where, like, you know, it's it can be nice to visit every now and again just for the sake of seeing something that's so culturally different than what you're used to. But for the most part, like, I, I visit those places, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, thank the Lord I don't live here and never will. <laughs> Text line says gas station fried chicken in Mississippi is a delicacy. Like, for real, for real. I, I just know it's a big deal. I've never had gas station fried chicken in Mississippi. And even though it's a big deal, Parker, I don't think that I will try it once uh, OU is in Stark Vegas or in Oxford. I, I, will, uh, I will choose uh, different eating options. Other than the fried chicken. Do, down, okay, down the so th- let me let me ask it this way: Is 
the gas station scene in Mississippi and Alabama, is that like Bucky's to no. fried no, no, chicken? No, 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 no. Is that like no. the fried chicken ta- spin on Bucky's? No, like I don't think that there's like luxury gas stations on every corner in Mississippi. I'm going to guess the gas I, the gas stations there look like the same gas stations here. They just take pride in the fried chicken that they make in the back. I'm not selling you on it. I don't think I'm selling anyone on it. But at least one person on the text line is like, no, it's amazing. Trust me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, hey, maybe that becomes a bucket list item once Oklahoma makes the move to the SEC. We'll see. Uh, Some of the best catfish I ever had was in Alabama. At a gas station? Come on, guys. We can do we can do better than that. Did Parker just groan at the mention of sweet tea? He's showing off those four oh two. No, roots. listen, I caught I, that too. No, that I actually I, I do like sweet tea. It's just it's that is one of those things that is so classically southern. You're like, well, yeah, you're talking about any any conversation having to do with the deep south in particular. Like, yep, sweet tea. Parker better start eating Brahms burgers or an honorary Okie status will be revoked. I know. They're going to take away your license plate. Your license will be revoked. You'll probably get pulled over driving home today after the statement. Okay. I mean, come on. Read okay, the room, okay, but Parker. Like, but you know like, where you're at. No, come on. It's not like I shun Brahms. I go to Brahms quite often. I was in the Brahms drive through when Trajan Bridges got arrested. Wow. Really? Did, I, did I ever tell you that story? No. No, I watched that happen. Yeah. So I remember that he... Sorry, w- not arrested, detained. He, he Detained. He walked away from the scene, and yeah, that's when he got detained. You were at that Brahms? Yes. Where you were sitting inside, I, sitting I in was, your car I was or what? watching it happen. I had just gone through the drive-thru. I've got my double dip waffle cone. I can't remember what flavor I was having that night. Orange sherbet, probably. No, definitely not. Hmm. Not, not a sherbet guy. Uh, anyway, so I'm sitting there, and I'd pulled into the parking space just to make sure, you know, when you're driving with an ice cream cone, you got to make sure it's under control and not, not going to drip everywhere before you go take off. So I'm sitting there in the parking space, and I look over to my left, and there are like five or six cop cars that all converge nice. at once. Yeah, And all these cops bust out of the vehicles all at once, and they start closing in on this dude. And he's, like, got his hands on his head, and they're, like, telling him to get down on the ground. And I'm like, hold on a second. By the way, was That's that— That's Trajan Bridges. Was that the best pursuit that you saw all year in Norman? <laughs> Those five cops running to uh, Trajan Bridges? Oh, man. Is that fair? Uh, well, that's that. so you knew it was Trajan Bridges. You saw him getting detained. You had clearly no inside knowledge of the robbery that had just taken place. No, a few I, minutes prior. So I, I walked up to the cops after they had driven him off, and I was like, "Okay, so like, what's the deal here? What's <laughs> happening?" They said, "Yeah, we're investigating a robbery. That's a person of interest." Nice, so. cool. You got the scoop on that one. No pun intended. Yeah. Being at Brahms. Uh huh. So that was, and that was the moment I, I knew. I was like, okay, well, whether he was involved or not, that's probably the end for Trajan Bridges at OU. Wow, I did not know. You never told me that before. Really? It's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I, I think I've told that story on the air before. Dang. With Steely. <laughs> so what do you, what do you do with that information right after that? Did you go run to the boards and say, hey, guys, I'm typing this with one hand as I eat my <laughs> uh, double dip in my left hand here, but I just saw Trajan Bridges get arrested? No, I, so I said nothing. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let the whole legal process play out. I'm not going to be BuzzFeed up in here posting cell phone video of Bridges getting taken down by the cops. 
I'll just wait to see how this all plays out. And then once, once the word starts to get out, I'll chime in. And, of course, within 36 hours, word did start to get out. And so that was the point at which I was like, yep, I watched this all happen. This is what's going on. And it's probably a safe bet that Bridges isn't going to be back with Where, the uh, What restaurant were you at a few months later when you saw Mikey Henderson get detained? <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where were you at? Oh, dude, that was bizarre. Because you remember, like, that was right before the spring game. And it was Bridges and Seth McGowan. Neither of those guys played in the spring game because they were suspended from the team at that point. They weren't kicked off the team, but they were suspended from practicing with the team. Mikey Henderson played in the spring game. Oh, yeah. Nobody knew he was involved till like, six weeks after the fact. Didn't he get tackled for a safety in that game? Yes, he was did. Was that his last carry as yes. a Oklahoma City? The last time he held a football oh, in the Crimson Cream oh, was that. And it was great. a really controversial safety because the way that the spring game was structured, a defensive stop was worth three points. And so it was 30-27 to 27 at that point. In favor of the offense. The defense gets this safety. So everybody's like, okay, 30 to 30. And I guess the safety was only worth two points. Defense got robbed. Yeah. Pun intended there on that one. Text line. Nice. Nice. No, it was not nice. You guys don't understand. Gas stations in Alabama and Mississippi have full-on restaurant kitchens in the back. And the same person for 30 years cooking the fried chicken, catfish, and okra back there. And they take pride in it. That's fine. Look, I'm sure that... The, the chicken at the gas stations in Mississippi is great. All I'm saying is I'm not a snob by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I, I used to routinely eat gas station food every single day in high school and even in college. I'm not oh, necessarily, gosh. I guess I kind of am saying I'm above that now. I just don't want a full-on meal in the back of a gas station. Is that so wrong? Is that so uppity of me that I would rather go to just a restaurant that has fried chicken instead of eating at a gas station? Is that uppity of me? One listener says the fried chicken and fish in the South is unbelievable. You don't, you dudes don't know what you're missing. Believe it. Another says the gas stations that have fried chicken in Mississippi also sell glass pipes. If that helps you understand. <laughs> yeah, it does. It actually does help me understand quite a bit. Oh, not, uh, not one of our Tulsa area listeners says Oklahoma gas station chicken is usually of the broasted variety and held hostage under a heat lamp until the stoners get the munchies. <laughs> nah, this one's says, not going to lie, I kind of forgot about Mikey Henderson, and that one still hurts a little bit. Thought he could have been awesome. Oh, he would have been good. He would have been good. Yeah, he had a great game against uh, Oklahoma State in 2020 at home. They got him the ball in open space, but I think, um, though the positions, I guess, are a little bit different, I think what we thought Mikey Henderson could be last year, I think that... um, you're you're gonna have Braden Willis be a like full on like that's going to be the product that you get from him this year. I am uh, really excited about Braden Willis. I thought honestly, man, I, I had every intention of talking about the SEC Brent's SEC comments and other things he said at the at the press conference today, but it turned into Brahms and gas station fried chicken and you witnessing. Uh, someone being detained after a robbery. We went way I, off track I, I, with this I, I, segment. I literally don't hate that. Uh, I don't hate that. Yeah, somebody said Brahms did at one time serve a good burger, but they got in a hurry. Now the meat is pre-cooked, bun is cold, not very good anymore. See, there's an actual Brahms hater. I'm not a Brahms hater. I still patronize Brahms. Yeah. Whoever that is on the Air Comfort Solution. Probably time. someone from Texas. Yeah, a- a- attack them. 
Somebody says gas station pizza pockets are where it's at. That sounds... 15 years ago, I would have agreed with you. Ugh. I would have agreed with you 15 years ago. I really would have. Ugh, Tyler. Uh, pizza pockets, Crispitos. You ever had a Crispito before? A what now? Uh, I don't even know how to describe what a Crispito okay, is. Okay, do your best. Please, please try. It's I need a to understand. fried outer shell, and it has like... Um, how would you describe it? It's got like chicken on the inside, maybe some peppers on the inside as well. Maybe similar to some of the uh, tornadoes that you see in today's gas stations. Okay. Yeah, it's it a uh, uh, high value commodity back in Verdon, Oklahoma, back in the day. But hey, I'm, I'm glad to see so many of you are SEC ready with your gas station fried chicken takes. That's great. Apparently, according to the text line, Parker. The uh, first road game in the SEC that fans want to see is a road game at Ole Miss or Mississippi State so everyone can enjoy this fine delicacy. I mean, hey, if that's if that's what floats your boat, I mean, the Sooners are going to be making that trip to Mississippi probably on an annual basis, either twice a year every other year or on an annual basis. I say so. you just knock out both Mississippi schools in the same year. Kind of like, uh, does OU get the, both the Kansas schools? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. get both the Kansas schools at home one year and on the road. Just do like that with the Mississippi schools. Just do it that way. Knock them out the same year. Whatever. But, hey, Brent uh, said something interesting today. We'll talk more about that coming up next. He gave a uh, pretty detailed description of a lot of guys who are performing well right now in spring ball. We'll hit that as well. But more of your text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Locked in on a Friday. Keep it locked on the ref. It is the rush on – it is not the rush. It is the not rush. the rush, Tyler. Locked on <laughs> with a little ahead of yourself on the ref. Yeah, that's coming up at 3 p.m. today. Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Uh, how about this quote from Brent Venables today? If you haven't already bought your spring game tickets, tell me if you think that this is going to uh, make people want to buy them. Okay. You ready for this? Yes, let's hear it. We talk about this program being one of the most tradition-rich and best programs in the history of college football, then show up with some pride on the 23rd. We can't say O-U-D-N-A, and then we go out there and three-fourths of the stadium is full. End quote. Getting after it a little bit, isn't he? So Brent Venables just basically called everybody out. Said, <laughs> hey, he said without saying, buy your spring game tickets. Yeah, show pretty much, up, pretty much. Yeah, sell it out. Yeah, hey, I, you know it's funny. It's funny. Years ago, when I was an undergrad, I did. So I was. I think it was a marketing and licensing class, something like that. And. In a project for the class, you had to come up with like a whole campaign for something pertaining to an OU sports team. And so part of my campaign, part of my whole project layout uh, was a social media marketing strategy that included the hashtag. And it was all like focused on, I think, a whiteout for opening day, like the season opener or something like that. And the hashtag that I used was hashtag pack the palace. Mm -hmm. And now that's the same hashtag OU yeah. is using today nice. in an effort to fill out the spring game. So uh, I, I I imagine it's just coincidence, but hey, maybe that worked its way up the chain. And 
the Sooners have me to thank for that. Uh, some recruiting offensive tackle Josh Connerly is going to announce today, 8 o'clock. I don't get too excited about that one. Fight on. Yeah, Miami, Michigan, OU, Oregon, USC, and Washington are the final schools listed there. Well, OU have a hat on the table. They didn't have a hat uh, on the I table. I mean, they'll have a hat the on the table, but Mule Shoe's getting that boy. Uh, Arch Manning visited Virginia yesterday. I Which guess is that was bizarre. a little bit of a surprise. He has a sister that uh, goes to UVA. Okay. But, um, yeah, still a little bit of a surprise. Bama thought to be the leader right now. Texas and then Georgia also in the mix as well. But, yeah, Arch and UVA. I mean, UVA doesn't have much football history at, at all. And, I don't know, maybe it was just an excuse to, to see his sister yesterday. <laughs> that that, that, that surprise visit. I cannot imagine Virginia would be anywhere on the radar for Arch Manning. Uh, Dylan Edwards is on campus today. How, how long is? Do you know how long he's going to be on campus? I think this just week? today because he'll be at the the Under Armour camp that I'm headed up to on Sunday in Kansas City. So at the very least, or I'm sorry, at the very most, he's here today and tomorrow. But I would expect it'll be just today. Any other visitors coming into town? Uh, this Sammy weekend? Brown, five star linebacker out of Georgia. There you go. And Caden Lee, four-star wide receiver, also out of Georgia. So it seemingly they always have something going on every single weekend. It may not be a full-on recruiting weekend like they're going to have for the spring game, which, by the way, Brandon Drum mentioned some pretty impressive visitors uh, for the spring game weekend. Yep. I mean, yep. and not – I mean, in some positions of need, like some defensive linemen, some backers that are to be there that are pretty high profile. So that's good news there. But it seems like every single weekend they've got, you know, at least, what, three or four guys, Parker, and not just, you know, a handful of two or three stars. They've got – High-level four-stars or even some five-stars in every single weekend. If I were to ask you what you got four commits right now in this current class, sure, it's been a while since they've gotten a commitment. If I were to ask you what the current state of OU football recruiting is right now, like what would you say? Do I, do I got to like pick a descriptive word here? I mean, you can say whatever you want. It's just they're in the top 20 – in this class right now, it's still really early on, but with who they have, the offers they have out there, the interest that's there, like how good should you feel? How worried should you feel? Like how how should OU fans feel right now about this class? You should feel optimistic, but also be patient. That's going to be the critical virtue to cultivate is patience, because this is not going <laughs> to this is not going to all change overnight, and boom, the Sooners are going to have. 15 commits after the spring game. That's not how it's going to happen. When your philosophy is you're committing, you're shutting it down, a lot of guys are going to want to take their official visits before they commit to Oklahoma. Perfect example, we talked about him yesterday. Caden Green is going to be back on campus for his sixth unofficial with OU at the spring game, and then he'll be taking his official in either May or June. For a guy like Caden Green... I don't think it's any particular secret that OU's the leader in the clubhouse, but you only go through this process once. Sure. you got to make the most of it, and Caden Green and his family have been adamant that they want to take all five officials, and they're going to. I think ultimately the road leads right back to OU. I'm very comfortable in asserting that. But he's going to take all five officials. And that's fine, man. I, I mean, I, I can't. I can't fault a kid for wanting to take all five official visits, the biggest decision of some kid's life up to this point, and it's just what you're going to get, Parker, with this strategy of recruiting. Man, I, 
under the previous staff, is he already committed? Maybe, but he's also allowed to take, you know, probably take other visits across the country. With this current regime, you're not allowed to do that, so are they going to have a ton of commits early? Maybe some year they do, Parker, but I think the norm is we're probably sitting with this number of commits at this point in the year. Unless, unless, man, you get over the hump here pretty quickly and win a national championship, we know what that can do for a team's recruiting. We saw what it did for Clemson's recruiting once they won the 2016 title. It changed their fortunes pretty quickly. So if you get over the hump here pretty quickly, you really get things rolling. Maybe we'll even see with a recruiting strategy like the one that BV has – uh, early commits, you know, this early on in the process. Yes. Maybe so. Also, by the way, I just got a text uh, clarifying Brent's comments on the SEC from his press conference earlier today. So Brent did not say SEC next year. At one point he said in a few years, and then the next time he said in a couple years. Okay. So the words next year were never explicitly used. All right. So clarification there. Again, I still expect that it's going to get done in 2023 because that just seems like the most logical takeoff point. Right? Unless you, unless the Big 12 is going to play with 14 teams for two years, which I don't anticipate, as soon as you add Cincinnati, BYU, UCF, and Houston, let the birds fly. Yeah, I think that's what we're all rooting for. I asked a question eh, probably two or three months ago, right after the season, would you rather just go ahead and go to the SEC next year or would you rather just have one more year in the Big 12 with this new coaching staff then roll into the SEC in 2023? And the majority of response from fans, which you know how fans feel about this conference. As soon as, the, you know, as, soon as the, it was revealed last year, I guess the announcement was made that it was going to happen, it seemed like everybody wanted to be in the SEC as soon as possible for multiple reasons. But I was, I was a little bit surprised when most people responded, yeah, let's do one more year in the Big 12 with this new staff and then roll into the SEC in 2023. Have that little bit of a buffer year, you know, get the roster where it needs to be, then go into the SEC the following year. Air Comfort Solutions text line. One listener says, not going to lie, I do agree with a lot of your takes on gas station food. However, one of the best things I've ever had in my life was a hole-in-the-wall gas station in the middle of Louisiana. I ended up buying out of their hot food area Boudin balls with hot pepper cheese. Boudin in the balls are of good. Them. Holy moly, they were good. Boudin is delicious. Yeah, boudin balls are <laughs> really good too. Oh, I can go to town on some boudin. Yeah, um, that's. I do agree with a lot of your takes, but gas station food is where we lost this individual, at least for today. I think I'll take it, Parker. If we're losing people on the gas station takes, I am being called uppity for not eating. There is even an over under right now on the text line of uh, me and. Pieces of fried chicken eating eaten while in the SEC. I think it's set at <laughs> ten and a half right now. Okay, yeah, pretty pretty safe over. I would say ten and a half. That's a pretty large. That's uh, two meals over under. Yeah, two meals. Two meals. Yeah. For who? For you? Five pieces of fried chicken is a meal for you. I guess it depends which pieces you're eating. Dang, man. I don't know. Are you like what? What is your favorite? piece of the chicken doesn't matter uh, it, you, I mean, you just it, eat whatever eat whatever man because like if you're eating thigh five, leg i don't care yeah if you're eating five thighs or five wings that's an entirely different conversation than if you're eating five breasts yeah i <laughs> that i will uh you're probably right though the the over on the ten and a half is 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 probably 
probably accurate at this point. One listener says, Arby's doesn't have ham, but claims to have the meats. So let's leave Brahms alone. I know. I don't know why this got turned into a hate session last segment with Brahms. I don't understand how that happened or why that happened. I don't know. I guess because I guess because I don't prefer burgers when I go to Brahms. I guess somehow that's how the snowball started rolling. But this is there's been a lot of Arby's slander on the Air Comfort Solutions text line and on this show this week. Every Oklahoma town has a hole in the wall place with better burgers and chicken than any chain fast food place. Mm, uh, maybe. I don't know about every Oklahoma town, but there's a lot of uh, good small-town eats across the state. And now that Parker's driving through pretty much every single town these My days, goodness. I'm <laughs> sure he gets to see it more than anyone else. Hey, before we hit a break, um, posted something on the Ref Twitter page earlier today. It's a scenario, and you and I can give our take. We'll hit a break, and we'll take some text on the other side. The scenario was this. OU is down... Four points with three seconds left and has the ball at the opponent's one-yard line. Which player, former or current, are you giving the ball to for the winning touchdown? Aaron Ripkowski. What? Come on, dude. (laughs) I'm playing. I want Aaron Ripkowski to block. Yeah, no, it's AD. That's the only answer I'm accepting. I was gonna go Mark, I was gonna go uh, Marcus Dupree over the top. Okay, yeah. Hey, this is one of those where there's no wrong answer. Though Aaron Ripkowski wasn't a bad answer, per se. It was not as good as AD or Marcus Dupree or Billy Sims or the belldozer that's getting a lot of play right okay, now. Okay, yeah, Blake Bell, I can I can roll with that, but there's absolutely no way you're stopping AD short of the goal line from the one-yard line. No, I don't think, no that, ha- I don't think that happened uh, very many times. I don't think it happened very many times at all. All right, we'll get to more of your text. Air Coverage Solutions text line 405-651-3439. We'll talk more OU football on the other side. Keep it locked on the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Locked in with McComas and Thune. Man, I'm getting uh, hammered right now on the text line. What man. did you say that's pissing people off? The fried chicken thing that I wouldn't eat it at a gas station. Yeah, oh. every, you know, everything that's happened the previous 40 minutes of the show. Okay. So. Okay, this, this text. Y'all got to get some Casey's gas station pizza when we start playing over here in Fayetteville. It's not bad. Hey, I, 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 I will say, look, it's not, you know, my favorite pizza place it's in It's gas OKC. station pizza. Yeah, but... If, you, if you're in a pinch and that's all you can do, if you're on the run, it's not that bad, i got to say. There is, <laughs> I, I, I've never understood why Casey's markets their pizza as if it's the cornerstone of their business. Because it is nothing more than stunningly mediocre pizza yeah. from a gas station. Well, a lot of people are going to disagree with you on, on that one. I'm not saying it's the best pizza ever. I'm just saying for... Gas station pizza, it's not that bad. All right, hey, let's get to some of these comments uh, from Britt Venables earlier today. He mentioned uh, Woody Washington is one of the most consistent defensive players so far. Uh, not not super surprising, but the secondary is one of those, all right, I'll, I, I need to see it first before I get super overly excited about you know how they're going to perform this year. And OU needs better corner play. Better better corner play, more consistent corner play. Long way to go. You always have to say that. But it is good to hear that you know, maybe Woody, Woody Washington could be one of OU's best corners that we, we've seen in a few years. Is that, is that fair to, to, to I hope? think he's already one of Oklahoma's best cornerbacks over the last few years. I mean, to be honest, the cornerback position has been rough. Rough. And undersized. Over, yeah, yeah, and undersized. And undersized. I mean, like – Nothing against 
Trey Norwood or Parnell Motley because both those dudes have turned out to be pretty decent in the NFL. Motley was starting as a freshman for the Broncos, and Norwood has been pretty good with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But my goodness, whoever was teaching those dudes technique while they were playing cornerback at Oklahoma, I, I don't know that I've ever seen worse cornerback play at the Power 5 level than I did in 2018 when Parnell Motley and Trey Norwood were, were playing corner. Yeah, that was atrocious. Yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty bad. Um, remember when? What was it? Twenty sixteen? When was it? Parrish Cobb had to go in. Did he start like the Parrish Ohio? Cobb. Did he start yep. the Ohio State yep, game? He did. Yeah, and who was it? Noah Brown had like four touchdown catches. Yes, from uh, JT Noah, Barrett. Noah Brown. That he he more or less ended Parrish Cobb's career. Yeah, that was that was a tough afternoon for all corners involved. And uh, we remember the Texas game in 2018, man, the year that you're talking about, where Texas would just throw uh, jump balls to uh, their their two receivers out on the outside every single play, essentially. That one was also tough. L.J. Humphrey was one, and Colin Johnson was the other. That was also when I think L.J. Humphrey dragged uh, OU defenders about 15 yards after the catch. That got was... it to like a fourth and one. They picked up the fourth and one. I think scored later on in the drive. But yeah, like o- OU's corners, they they got to be better in coverage. But here's the thing, Parker. They've also got to be a better tackling group too. You, you can't have plays. And I know I harp on this play a lot, but you can't have plays like the opening play of the OU Texas game where they throw a bubble screen. They go 75 yards untouched for a touchdown. Like say you say you can list all the improvements for this defense, but improvement number one, they've got to be a better tackling unit. They've just got to. That's for the backers. That's for the corners. That's for the safeties. They've got to make it more of a habit of coming up and hitting someone. Uh, look, <laughs> with as many issues as Oklahoma has had defensively over the last few years, you hate to isolate one thing because the reality is there have been a lot of. Th- things that have contributed to Oklahoma's overall shoddy defensive play. And it hasn't been all bad. 2020, the second half of that season, OU was really good on defense. But so many of the problems that they have had boil down to poor tackling. You're exactly right. It has been an epidemic. And it comes down to how it was being taught, I believe, under Mike Stoops and under Alex Grinch. I'm confident that under Brent Venables and the direction of the defensive staff, Todd Bates, Chavis, Brandon Hall, at all, these guys are going to be significantly better at tackling than they have been in years past. I would think so. And, and what's the only way to get better at tackling? I mean, it's just like anything else. Uh, if you want to get better throwing the deep ball, you got to throw the deep ball in practice. It's like anything else. It sounds like you know we keep hearing the word physical to describe these spring practices. This staff knows they've got to be a better tackling unit. And the one thing to do that is to actual tackle at, and, and be physical in practice. So they're at least doing that. We'll see how far they've come uh, in September in terms of being a better tackling defense. But at least they're doing the things in spring, Parker, to, to help shore up that weakness that's been there for a while. I don't know how widely known it is, but they didn't tackle right. under yes. Grinch. They did yeah. not tackle in practice. 
So and they're tackling now, man. And, and, I, and I'm going to guess that as they try to develop into a better tackling defense, they will uh, continue to tackle uh, as we move forward. I don't think that this is a two or three, uh, you know, spring practice type of thing. It's going to be more the norm. Also, I guess Danny Stutzman is, is really having a nice spring. You don't say. Yeah, I, that, that's a guy a lot of people are rooting for because of his personality. It's also not shocking because we saw some of the potential last year. But if you want to do an early depth chart of the linebackers right now, it's hard to do one, Parker, without, without mentioning Danny Stutzman's yeah, name. He's, he's kind of the one guy for me in that unit that's certainly penciled into a starting job. Air Comfort Solutions sex line. Casey's markets their pizza because they put crack in their rubber cheese. It's so good. Oh, that's what it is. Parker hates Casey's because Casey's is from Iowa. We know how Nebraskans feel about Iowa. And, yes, you certainly know how I feel about Iowa. I, I honestly had no idea Casey's was from Iowa. That's news to me. But, uh, yeah, that, uh, that increases my distaste for Casey's as an organization just a little bit more. Is there a uh, rivalry between the states of Nebraska and Iowa? Okay, is so that, if you're talking about college football, there's a manufactured rivalry between the Huskers and the Hawkeyes. Like, Iowa no cared one. way more about Nebraska in the 90s and the early 2000s than Nebraska did about Iowa, fair? Yes, and now now what it is is Nebraska cares a lot more about Iowa than Iowa does about Nebraska. Iowa's won that game like six years in a row. And, so like, and some by really lopsided scores. Yes, so... I I don't love Iowa as a state just because it's like knockoff Nebraska. It really is. Because, like, Omaha is what's cool about Nebraska. Omaha and the Sand Hills on the western portion of the state. Nebraska is – or, I'm sorry, Iowa is just like the rural portion of Nebraska where there's literally nothing. Well – Nothing is interesting about Iowa as a state. I've never – Never visited the state of Iowa. Speaking so, of which, I got to. I got a DM on Twitter from one Robert Miles who said, My son is stationed in Mississippi with the Navy. I agree with much of your commentary, but the best grocery store I've ever been to is in Gulfport. The fried chicken there is really good. And then he added, Millard North, class of 91. This dude, what, he went to high school with my dad. I don't know if he realizes it or not, but my dad was Millard North, class of 92. So... How bizarre. Well, how, that's how small is the world. That's also the second time today where someone said, All right, you guys normally are spot on. I kind of agree with you, but this gas station fried chicken take sucks. It's awful. It's terrible. Another listener says, Only good thing to eat at gas stations is the deep fried burritos. <laughs> oh, no. That, uh, that sounds mm. like you're going to be having. You'll be at the a- gas station for a while. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm trying to get in and out of there. I'm not looking it's gonna for a It's going to be a rough evening. Like a gas station is not a place that I want to spend a lot of time in. I'm, no, I'm sorry. no. I want to get, I want to get in and get out. I thought that that was the point of those places. A deep fried burrito that's a that's a forty five minute ordeal. I can probably count on one hand over the last five years the amount of times I have actually walked into a gas station. When I go to a gas station, I pump my gas and leave. God, we got some passionate people. I didn't think that this was going to hit a nerve today. Yet here we are talking about this. All right, I guess keep the takes coming. And God forbid we don't get fried chicken once uh, OU finally plays Ole Miss on the road, which is probably going to be in a few years, by the way. I guess Brent Venables ended up saying that it's going to be a uh, few more years on that one. Not, okay. uh, we'll, we'll not see. next year. My money's still on 2023, but we'll see. 
Air Cover Solutions text line 405-651-3439. We'll close it up next, talking more football and recruiting on the other side. Locked in with McComas and Thune on the ref. Final time for you to get in on the Air Cover Solutions text line, at least for this show. The rush is coming up next. 405-651-3439. Quickly, uh, before we move on to making fun of Muleshoe again, Andrew Rame is not a guy that we've really been talking a lot, Parker. Talking about a lot. Uh, we, we've mentioned the offensive line quite a bit, but I think we've always just considered him. He's the one surefire guy to be there, to win a starting spot. He is going to be your center this year. Now, we got hurt last year, and that definitely affected things. Where is Andrew Raymat now, several practices into the spring, to developing into being that dude for the O-line at center? Yeah, well, he's been banged up a little bit. Uh, he was in a cast at one point. Uh, not a cast, but a boot, excuse me. He had a boot around his ankle at one point in a couple of the practice se- sessions that we witnessed. But, no, look, the reality is Andrew Rame is one of the more physically impressive offensive linemen and one of the strongest offensive linemen on the entire roster for Oklahoma. Now, of course, the question becomes – how has he progressed mentally more so than physically? Because so much of the center position is mental. That's what made Creed Humphrey so good. Sure, he was really, really strong. And sure, his technique was really, really sound. But what truly set him apart and continues to set him apart in the NFL is his mental acumen for playing the center position. You don't get a Creed Humphrey every single cycle. You don't get a Creed Humphrey every single decade for that matter. So does Andrew Rame have that kind of potential? Sure. But to me, it's always and will continue to be more about the mental side of playing center than about the physical side. Because physically, it's all there for Andrew Rame. So we found a bigger Tiger Woods fan than Mike Steely. No way. It's uh, No, really, it's, it's Muleshoe. Uh, he schedules USC practice so he can watch Tiger Woods in the Masters. Oh, bull crap. US, this is via Ivan Mazel. Uh, USC held a spring football practice session at 3.40 p.m. Pacific Thursday, which was late in the day in Augusta. USC won't practice today. They will practice Saturday morning, and then they're going to have Sunday off. This piece says there is a purpose to that schedule. USC coach Lincoln Riley is watching Tiger Woods at the Masters. I'm a big Tiger guy, Riley said. I love watching him play golf. He's probably my favorite athlete ever, him or Michael Jordan. What a sycophant. (laughs) Did not like to not hold practices because you want to watch Tiger Woods? I mean, come on, dude. Priorities. Well, really, though, priority. (laughs) I mean, seriously, priorities, man. If wow. He, if he's playing, I'm watching. If he's not playing, it could be a huge tournament. I hardly even pay attention. He moves the needle for me in golf. Wow. That's weird, man, to totally – and I understand that the Masters is the biggest golf event of the year, bar none. I understand that Tiger Woods is still the main draw and that it was a surprise that he was even going to play in the thing. But to totally restructure your team's practice to watch this guy play, yeah, man, priorities a, a, a little bit here. Ego. Ego. That's what that, that, that's what that says more than anything else to me. I mean, so what kind of an ego do you have to have when you are 
shifting your entire team's schedule so that you can sit at home in your $17 million mansion watching golf. Is um, And this isn't related, but speaking of he and uh, spring practice structures, didn't he always have a few practices before spring break, let the team loose for spring break, and then reconvene practice after? Isn't that yeah, yes? Isn't that weird? I think that that's I, I either like why not start it after spring break or excuse me start after spring spring break is what I meant. Yeah. Why have like a few practices before spring break? Everyone goes their own way and you know is doing God knows what during that time and then comes back and starts practice again. That doesn't sound and maybe more teams out there across the country do it that way. But Brent Vittables didn't do it this way. I don't understand why that would ever be a thing. That's odd to me. It's all about philosophy, I suppose. Muleshoe certainly has his. We're going to get any uh, commits this week? Wouldn't count on it. I know everybody's buzzing about, well, maybe Dylan Edwards commits. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> One listener says, 10 million can't buy you a DVR. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I know. It's just so, I don't know. It's it's odd. We've got oh, so many texts about mm-hmm. that exact same, uh, basically on that exact same note. Does that... Big Derriere Mansion in SoCal, not have a DVR. <laughs> I love this one. USC should watch out. Last time Lincoln missed slash canceled a practice, he took a new job. <laughs> that's so good. Nice job. Maybe he'll be caddying for Tiger. Maybe that's the next. Oh, it's his dream scenario, man. He'd leave the USC job, you know, and tell us that it uh, came a, it all happened in a matter of a couple of hours. All right, that'll do it for us. Another big recruiting weekend for OU. Dylan Edwards, four-star running back out of the state of Kansas, is in town. Hey, if uh, something big happens over the weekend, I promise we'll be covering it on Monday. That'll do it for Parker. The Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans.